You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter. Now also Black Dante on Instagram, just to make it cohesive with the branding. And Facebook, I don't really know her like that, so good to hear luck, everybody. Um, and my AKA for tonight will be um, Beautiful Gowns. Beautiful Gowns. Good luck, everybody. And I'm joined by... What's up, everybody? It's Candace. I'm not so newlywed PC on uh, social media. And my AKA for today is not Danny Lay, but Danny Lied. Um, <laughs> Delayed, more like. Because, <laughs> bitch, what? <laughs> you know? Danny Lied. If you are not subscribed to the Patreon at the Blue Noise level, you should go ahead and spend a $10. Um, because we gave her a nice little dragging today. Um, and, you know, it was well-deserved. That's um, all everybody everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. Yeah. Um, like, if you're going to yeah. be problematic, at least make it pop. That's Not only was that shit trash. If you're going to lie about being black or Afro-Latina, whatever the fuck, at least use your actual white privilege to help the communities you're trying to perpetrate. That too. But we didn't we didn't come here to talk about that because I'm I'm hoping Crown and Collars to get more into that on our regular feed shows. Oh, um, I already got it in the show notes. Mm. What I want to talk about though before we get started is <sighs> everything is not violence. Now, a lot of people in this world choose violence. Um, you know, I'm sure Jeremy has some reality shows that he watched that we don't cover um, on Ratchet Ramblings. I know I do. One of my guilty pleasures is My 600 Pound Life. And if you're not familiar with My 600 Pound Life, I feel like you're missing out. Because Dr. Now is a true treasure. Uh, recently on the episode... One of his patients said, and I quote, if you put me on this 1200 calorie diet, I'm going to starve to death. And Dr. Now told her, I just want you to remember you have eaten enough food for four years now. And he was like, so what makes you think you will starve to death? It was mm. unintentionally funny. I laughed. I posted about it on Twitter. The patient on the TV screen laughed because it was a reality check that she needed. At almost 700 pounds, there's no way you're going to starve to death. Somebody retweeted me and said, this is violence towards fat people. This is why fat people don't go to the doctor. I just want to say, if you think in this man's tenure and working in bariatrics that he has not had more than enough people of this size playing his goddamn face, 
he has probably heard every excuse, every lie, every trick, every scam, every everything when it comes to getting these people to realize that their lives are in jeopardy. You was a whole ass fool. And a lot of these people on this show, food, to me, food a worse addiction than drugs because it's legal. You could get stopped with $4,000 worth of food in your car and ain't shit the police could do about it. You can't get stopped with, with two, two keys of cocaine in your goddamn car and not end up in somebody's prison. You know what? I ain't even thought about that. Like, <laughs> hey, I, I just did that. That I just did that. Uh, that gif of the dude from the wild. That's like, <gasps> cause I ain't even. <laughs> like, could you imagine having that much food in your goddamn car? The, and the, the police. The wild part is the police just the police see you like, oh, this you was like a you crazy. Okay, you must be doing a a food drive or something. That's what's up. That's what's nice. And they gonna send you on your way. That's not going to happen if you get caught with that much liquor, drugs, or some other shit in your car. Yeah, you could end up dead. Um, Fucking with the police. We talking about people, friend, who eating 10 to 15,000 calories a day. Um, I can't even count that high. Doctor now don't take no shit and he don't take no excuses. So I want to say every time somebody is held accountable and told to take responsibility for their they situations in their life it's not violence it's absolutely not violence um and that's one thing i do like about reality tv you get to see on some shows like my 600 pound life because we could be honest some of the, a lot of the, a lot of reality shows there's some scripting to it you know, they work it and edit it so it looks a certain way. Shows like these, mm-mm, you getting the, you getting everything uncut, uncensored. So I enjoy it, but stop calling everything violence. The real violence is our government. I That's the real violence, okay? Mm. Check um, out, check out, check out Crown of Collars uh, this upcoming week, cause uh, boy, do I have things to say. Violence, um, literal violence. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, but with that said, we're gonna jump into the show. First, we're gonna head on down to Atlanta for Real Housewives of Atlanta. The violence of boredom. Child. <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> season 13 episode 6 the given peach <sighs> y'all in these damn show titles but anyway go ahead friend. Go, go ahead, go ahead. so the show open and Kenya is working on her hair Carolina at brunch while she wearing one of those clear plastic face shields with no mask underneath <sighs> and I hey, just every time the, I just see that I just get mad all I, all I, the only thing I got for that is bottomless mimosas and bottomless masks. They are perfectly designed, both of them, to make your ass sick. Bottomless okay. mimosas, bottomless mask, endless Rona. Hello. Um. I, so, Nene not actually being on this season has been a silver lining for me because. We have gotten to see just how trifling and stupid 
Cynthia and Kenya are without Nini's influence around <laughs> without them blaming her or using her <laughs> as a reason why they are behaving the way that they are behaving <laughs> because Cynthia and Mike sent out 250 invites for free food and liquor after people who have been stuck in the house and they are shocked that almost 250 people have RSVP and it almost came across like she was shaming people for coming to a wedding in the middle of a pandemic that she sent invites to. Okay, I'm glad that we're here because I got that too. And I was like, Cynthia, how stupid can you be? But you know what? The answer was the question. Stupid bitch. Like, because nigga, you literally just had a goddamn temper tantrum two episodes ago about even having this wedding in, in the goddamn pandemic. Now you trying to fake shame people like, damn, y'all want to come to a Come, come to this in a pandemic. Y'all want to come to a wedding in the middle of a pandemic? What the fuck? Did, were you not the same motherfucker that was just having a goddamn tantrum about the fucking date of the wedding because it is in the middle of a goddamn pandemic? Cynthia, it's yes or no? Pan, it's a pandemic, bitch. And you invited 250 people to get free food and liquor in the middle of a pandemic where niggas been stuck in the house. Bitch, yeah, I'm coming to your wedding too. What's up? No, I'm not coming actually because I'm not a stupid motherfucker. But I was waiting. I was waiting for you to correct that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I wouldn't be there. But you get the gist of it. Um, and then Mike wants to invite Dennis, even though he and Portia aren't together, because apparently Mike Hill and Dennis are friends. Um, let me say this: the notion that men shouldn't have say so or input into a wedding, they just should show up. That's women reinforcing misogyny. Because again, like my friend Jeremy always says, we see way too often that women always doing a heavy lifting in every aspect of a relationship down to planning the celebratory shit. If he want to invite Dennis, he can invite Dennis. Shit, we not that far removed from you trying to gut check Portia um, on the boat. So I don't know why her goddamn opinion on uh, inviting Dennis matter. Well, points were made. <sighs> um, also, I just didn't feel, I just didn't see the, the like, <clears throat> I mean, let's be real. It ain't like any of y'all don't put hands and feet on Dennis for how he don't treat a Porsche any damn way. So like, yeah, he might as well be there. Well, it ain't like Portia didn't take Dennis back and just then got sick of his ass during the pandemic. I, do, I mean, also that so like the performance about how could you invite Dennis? I mean, y'all don't nobody dislike Dennis that much. Portia don't even dislike Dennis that much, but I but, but I bet you them pockets suffered during the pandemic, so that's what turned Portia off. Shit. True, because them hot dogs was <laughs> not unless he was going to Ain't nobody getting no goddamn hot dog in the past. Door to door hot dog salesman coming right up. <laughs> Did you get your Oscar Mayer wiener? Um, <laughs> um I'ma save all the Cynthia shit I got with about her and her dad. We just gonna group it together and we heading towards that. But we head over to Ralph and Drew haphazardly apologizing to Drew for the agony he caused her. 
I didn't feel no way about it because it shouldn't take your goddamn daddy dying for you to realize it's not okay to go missing on your wife and kids for days at a time. That is the grief performative, and that's the grief talking. Because you know how I be when every, when somebody dies, folks be like, "You you gotta live life to the fullest. You gotta don't, love the people around you. Don't don't wait tell till them, tomorrow to tell somebody, tell somebody you love them. You love them. Mm-hmm. Don't don't be afraid to make right what you're wrong. Like mm-hmm. give folks their flaws while they can still smell them. We know grief talk when we hear it. And that's really all I got to say. Because he, because because next week when he heal up, he gonna go back to his other family. Absolutely. And the other part is, I still don't understand why Drew is on this show. We've seen her in two point five episodes, and we six episodes in. She was also, not the Nene y'all expected her to be. I'm I'm not I'm not sorry. Also, it needs to be said. Also, I agree with that. Also, I just don't care at all um to be fair to her though i don't care about most of what's going on this season to be fair to her so i'm not singling her out but i do not care yeah Uh, then we head over to the tucker barrest household where candy says the best thing about the pandemic is she gets to spend more time with ace and blaze as she's sitting in hair and makeup with her kids nowhere in sight Which also begs the question of you couldn't find time to spend you couldn't find the time to spend with your kids before the pandemic, Candy. Yeah. Like I'm so, <laughs> what we said last week, like Ace was sorry to see Riley go because that was his mama. Yeah. Typical rich people shit, pawning them kids off on the nanny and shit like that. And Riley was sister. the nanny. Mm-hmm. I will say it's dope that Candy Candy Cares uh, was giving out free groceries to single parent families affected by the pandemic. You go, Candy. That was um, nice. yeah. Kudos to you. I want to circle back to some because you y'all not don't really truly truly care for Candy. Um, I feel like she's a coward who has a lot to say, and then when it's time to say it with her chest she get confused and and don't understand why people want to knock her damn vocal cords in tune. Um, <laughs> Not knock them in tune. <laughs> you yeah. <mean> shit. <laughs> but what I will say is I really hate that everybody acting like Candy is wrong for going after Block for back child support because she's rich. That don't have shit to do with shit. Child support is for supporting the child and both parents should be responsible for supporting the child and according to candy and niggas all over atlanta at one point in time block was that nigga and had the millions to help candy take care of riley before candy even amassed the fortune that she has today and he opted not to instead he went and made more babies and more problems Candy is old. What the fuck? She is old. Riley is in school at expensive ass NYU in NY where the cost of living is higher than giraffe pussy. Give her, (laughs) give her her coins. She could use that to help take care of your daughter who still needs to be supported. The fact that you want a relationship with your daughter in the now while still not helping support her 
you're a fuck nigga block. And I really honestly, truly believe Candy is doing the right thing because no millionaire or not, she should not be forced to take care of Riley by her goddamn self. Yeah, like I don't understand. Like, nigga, why are we punishing or why are we punishing Candy because Block is broken, make bad decisions? Exactly. Like, let's get to let's get to the goddamn root. Like, nigga, you want to be active in this child's life now? Okay, then come up off that bread. Cause you back old, nigga. Like, nah, you don't get access to me. You don't get access to, to you do you you do not get access to the child that we made without without paying some contributions, nigga. And you got a lot to you got a lot to pay. That's all I'm saying. You better she's start from your son. She's she not using that to buy Louboutins. Riley, Riley go to NYU and she's trying to become a, a lawyer. This is only the My beginning thing is like, of her college journey. Yeah, like first of all, I, listen, I'm gonna keep it real. I don't even give a damn what Riley or Ken to do with it, nigga. Pay the fuck up regardless. Pay what you owe. That's the least you could goddamn do. I just feel like you got a lot of balls to want a relationship with your one child that you've never taken care of, never had a good relationship with, never have pro- provided for financially, but you expect her to be daddy dearest. Boy, fuck you. And the horse you rolled, you know. And honestly, let's keep it a book. I feel like the only reason he wants a relationship now is, and wants to be more around more now is because Riley has a bright future. Yep. Absolutely. And he want to try to get in on that. Yep. Agreed. And the answer is no, fuck nigga. No. Yeah, eat shit, bitch. If you want to get in, pay them dividends. Ow. Hello. Shit, and if not the a lot check, told. And if the check don't if the check don't fit, you must have quit. Listen, if the check don't clear, you going to jail. That's it. <laughs> I ain't got no rhyme for you. You, you going need to, to go to jail. jail. Period. You fuck nigga. And Candy better than me because if them checks didn't come, I would have met him with a gun. Okay? <laughs> if we gonna get in our Dr. Seuss bag, let's go. Without the child support, duck. we going to court. <laughs> duck, duck, pow! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's the show title. (laughs) (laughs) That is the fucking show title, though. That's the one. Oh, I'm screaming. (laughs) I'm just saying. That's how that's how I should be, friend. That's perfectly fitting. I'm just saying, you want a relationship? Well, I got two barrels if you don't come (laughs) up with your damn. Boy, fuck you. Don't play with me. <laughs> yeah, you want to be active now because you see the my my baby. Uh, well, correction. You you see you want to uh, uh, a hand in it now because you see our baby got a goddamn future. But when you but when you didn't see that, you was nowhere to be found. Now Riley in NYU want to want to be a lawyer. Got a bright future ahead of her. Hell, uh, continuing her mama's legacy. You know, it, granted a different avenue, but still, continue her mama's legacy. You see them coins coming in. Now you want to be dad of the goddamn year. Boy, fuck Hello. you. Pay that goddamn child support. You want to be around because your baby got a future, but fuck all that. Candy need to shoot you. You got to go. 
Hello. Okay, we could go all day with this, but I I certainly do not feel like Candy is doing anything wrong, and everybody trying to make her seem like she the bad guy can really eat shit is the gist of that. Um, like imagine imagine going up for dead beats. Yeah, I just will never see it. I will never be here for it. It will never be for me. And speaking of deadbeats, Portia tells Cynthia she absolutely does not want Dennis invited, even though he's Mike's friend. And again, Cynthia is a stupid bitch. And this wedding is about her. This wedding is not about Cynthia and Mike Hill celebrating they forever together. This is about Cynthia having a party for herself. Because if Dennis... If Dennis was to be invited on behalf of Mike, that's just what the fuck it is. Just don't seat Portia and Dennis together. It should be that fucking easy. Yeah. To me, it really should be that fucking easy. Especially when you got 250 goddamn people in a motherfucking pandemic. Hello? Like, this is not a... Like, can y'all not do math? Can y'all not do seating arrangements? Like, how hard is it to to seat person A far away from person B when you got 250 motherfucking people showing up in the middle of a goddamn pandemic. This is not a hard solution. At all. <laughs> and then we cut the um the Candy's Cares event with them passing out groceries to families in need. And Portia shows up time on time, but not only did she show up on time, she showed up with her purse open and donated $5,000 to the foundation which producers made sure to put in put in the montage first before Kenya arrived and accused Portia of only being there for a photo op. <laughs> Let me <laughs> again. I'm gonna say it, and I said it at the top of the conversation about the show. We are truly getting to see Cynthia and, and Kenya for who they really are without Nene being in the mix, and I'm glad we are. Like that might be the only silver lining for not seeing Nene this season is that we are getting to see just how trifling and nasty Cynthia Kenya are. Um, and they can't blame it on Nene. They can't blame it on the he say, she say, because Kenya is absolutely jealous of Portia to the point where it's comedic because yeah. now granted. When- Granted, we have been critical of Portia's activism, and I, you know, we don't apologize for that. I mean, it's good that she's doing what she's doing, but also we ain't forgot about that Brianna Khan shit. You know, like two things can be true at the same time. Coming from we, Kenya, though, this, 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 the thing. Her, her activism could have some flaws to it, but at the same time, we always talk about opening up your purse, opening up your goddamn wallet. Correct. And, and you know who has it? Your, Kenya. There I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. We haven't seen Kenya do anything charitable in the wake of the pandemic or the social unrest. But she always got them acne prone lips flapping about what, what Portia is doing. Yeah. That's what I got a problem with. Yeah. We can be, you know, skeptical or have questions about Portia's activism. You, Kenya, with that bad skin over there, you cannot. Because all you're yeah, doing because, is being messy on this on this goddamn show. Yes, because we everyday working folks, and even if we can't get on the ground, our wallets have been open. Hello? Our wallets have been open. And so, for me, and don't play me that, 
oh, you ain't got to talk about what you're doing if it's genuine. If you're going to sit up here and constantly criticize what the next person is doing and how they opening their wallet and them being on the ground, you absolutely need to tell us what the fuck you're doing. If you being Especially quiet, you, you don't owe us no explanation. Exactly. If you quiet, you don't owe nobody an explanation about shit. But every time we turn around, you got your finger wagging about what Portia is doing, but you ain't talked about shit what Kenya is doing. And then... And not you, only that, I'll just to add to that just a little bit, it's specifically targeting Portia. Because while Portia has, you know, probably been the, like the loudest on the show, yeah, just in this episode, Candy just did something very good that, that is considered work, you know, and she should be applauded for that. We ain't seen ain't you seen, open up your wallet. We ain't seen you say nothing about about uh, candy, about what candy's doing. But it's I Portia now. Now now your lips flapping, but your but your purse ain't opening though, can you? Your lips your is lips flapping, but your purse ain't, and that's the problem, baby. Hello. That's your, that's the motherfucking problem, right because there. Because if we're being honest, and we talk about this all the time, if you have a considerable amount of wealth and access and 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 capital than the average person does your wallet need to be stay open the most can i be honest yeah kenya moore was raised in detroit michigan flint michigan is not that far from detroit michigan far enough same state Where's all this energy that Flint still don't have clean water? Mm. We seen you go up there the one time. We ain't heard no more about it since. Mm. What are what is Kenya doing? Like we said, if you gonna shut the fuck up about what everybody doing and mind your business, then you ain't got to talk yours. But you keep focusing and fixating on what Portia is doing while not telling us what got what Kenya doing. Cause Kenya ain't doing shit but being drugged through the motherfucking mud by Mark Daly, and that's why we don't feel sorry for you. Then you gonna bring up talk about uh Portia not want Dennis there, bitch. The call coming from inside the motherfucking house, right? <laughs> like, cause Lord knows if they if they wanted to invite uh uh, uh Mark, Mark, Lord knows you would move heaven and goddamn earth for having a goddamn conundrum. Lord knows uh, that Mark liked them better than he liked you. Hello? I'm like, he damn saying. sure was sad to see see fucking Cynthia and, and Mike go more than you. Hello? Like, let's, 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 let's get to the root here. Also, Kenya is hosting the season's girl trip and yawn, snooze, yawn. <laughs> uh, and that's all I had to say about that. Let's get to Cynthia. Because I believe that she has another person inside of her body. And I like to call this person um, Bailey the Bozo. Okay. <laughs> we stand alliteration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Bailey the Bozo was running rampant this whole episode because Cynthia wants to invite her father to the wedding, though. They have been estranged since Cynthia and her mom participated in Kenya's 2018 uh, domestic violence PSA, if you remember that, friend. And her mom spoke out about 
Cynthia's dad and how he was abusive and he was so abusive that she finally had to pull a knife on him to get away from him. Um, he was upset about that and he hadn't basically spoken to Cynthia in 10 years. Fast forward, Cynthia and Noel go to see her mom and Cynthia's mom is rightfully pissed about all of the credit that Cynthia gives her dad. And Cynthia's mom says that I don't understand. Basically, she doesn't understand Cynthia's delusions of grandeur over an absentee father that she had to fight tooth and nail for just to get him to even try to pay child support. Because if he had it his way, um, he wouldn't even supported his damn kids. Also, friend, Noelle says in her 21 plus years of life, she has only seen her grandfather once or twice. That tells to me, that says everything we need to know. It absolutely corroborates everything Cynthia's mom has said about this man. Because I'm going to be honest, friend, even if my mama and grandfather wasn't seeing eye to eye, I never suffered. My grandfather always checked in. He always made sure I had what I needed. He always, I ain't never go without with my grandfather. Mm. I grew up with my damn grandfather. Even when he retired and moved to Birmingham, Alabama, my grandfather would send for me. I would spend Thanksgivings with my grandfather. I would get a check in the mail every year for my birthday. Up until he died in 2015. Grandparents, honest, like... grandparents take grandkids serious. Okay, so some something is off about that for me, and and the way Cynthia is handling it, um, you don't gotta hate your father, but as a as a fifty plus year old woman, it's absolutely time to take your ass to some therapy and truly admit that your father was not a good person was not good to your mom it's not good to you didn't choose chose not to be in your daughter's life to me that don't uh, that's that don't make a man a hero make him the opposite truly it makes him a fucking loser your dad trash cynthia and the fact that you want him at your wedding imagine wanting that nigga to not only to to be part of your wedding, to give you away to fucking Mike Hill. Imagine wanting a imagine wanting a nigga that abused your mama to be part of your wedding. Uh, not friend, let's take it one step further. Imagine a man walking you down the aisle who stopped speaking to you because his abuse was exposed. Not by imagine. you. Not by you, by his ex-wife. You were a casualty of that war. He took it out on you because he felt it was your responsibility to silence your mother. And that's the nigga that you want walking you down the aisle. Straight black women will never be fucking free from misogyny. All of us is not going to be able to go to the promised land. 
Listen, we have to leave some people behind for the revolution. We and women to. like that need to be left behind. Let them be the sacrificial lambs that they <laughs> choose to be. Because there's no way. And I'm, I'm not saying you don't lose sleep behind not having a parent, because that's a lie. But you damn sure shouldn't be having all this internal, uh, these internal fights with yourself behind a man who quit speaking to you because your mother wanted to use her truth to protect the next generation of fucking women. Including you. There's absolutely no battle. Your mom's side, your mom is on the right side of things. And until your dad can be a man and admit, I didn't always treat your mom the best. I was absent from your life and I should have been much better. I need to get help. I want to get help and I want to figure out how to become a part of y'all lives in a healthy way. It, it wouldn't be no conversation. I'm, I'm not sorry. I'm not with that abuser shit. Fuck that nigga. Ain't no, ain't no sorry. Fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. And your <clears throat> mom has every right to feel the way she fucking feels. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's a slap in the face. Bailey for, a, for standing up for herself too. It's a and slap telling, in the face. It is. And for telling the truth, that nigga wasn't shit and you keep pretending like he was and I got a problem with it. Because I, I did all the struggling. Yeah. Like Cynthia, I just don't. I this is gonna be crass of me to say, but I'm gonna say it anyway because that's just how I am. Let's go. I feel like Cynthia did just doing this to pad out her storyline. I do too. Because there is no fucking way you finna sit here and tell me that. Granted, I know Cynthia's stupid, but there's no way she is this stupid. It's no way you haven't spoken to a man your father in almost a decade and you struggling with whether or not to include him at your wedding when you know why he quit speaking to you right like that, yeah, no that's w- the thing that's the, the, it ain't like he a crackhead trying to come back into the picture because he clean he with purpose stopped talking to you because your mother stood in her truth about his abuse Right. And you are cognizant of that. Like, there's no, like... I'm, this happened I, when you was in your 40s. You wasn't 11 or 12. I, you was a grown, titty-ass woman. Now, granted, you got some nice titties. But you are a grown, titty-ass woman. You were cognizant of this shit. you're also a stupid bitch. So it's just like, where do we go from yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Stupid bitch, great titties. The well that. Beautiful memories, everyone. Uh, <laughs> 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 Beautiful breastuses, everyone. Beautiful breastuses. Beautiful um, tits, everybody. But yeah, I feel like this is just padding for her storyline because there's no way Cynthia is this stupid. I know she's stupid, but goddamn, girl. Yeah. Because this is just, because this, uh, again, this is just disrespectful to your mama as fuck. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but there's no way that you are this okay with being blatantly disrespectful to your mama absolutely so i feel like this is for padding your storyline about this wedding and shit because this is yep. just stupid yeah because your daddy a fuck nigga yeah supreme 
And you know he a fuck nigga. Supreme. Yep. And you should and you know why your mama is supremely pissed that you <laughs> invite this trying to invite this fuck nigga to your wedding. Supreme. Yep. Yep. And that was it for that episode. Yeah. Um we squeezed a lot more out of it than we needed to, honestly. But yeah. I mean we're gonna do that anyway, because that's just how we is. Yep. You know how we do. Um y'all gonna, we... y'all gonna get these jokes. Yeah. And then we about to move on to Salt Lake City, because what the fuck? Season Speaking one. Of... <laughs> Episode eleven. First of all, I can't believe y'all had the audacity to give us a long first season of this bullshit. Right. (laughs) Y'all have wrung everything that y'all can out of this season. You only needed ten episodes. I promise to gosh, and a reunion, one reunion special, and I think it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a two part, huh? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you put put a pin in that, friend. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The fact that. Married to Medicine Medicine, LA was only like eight episodes. And y'all had more to work with with that. Now, granted, y'all didn't do it, but you had more to work with. And that shit was only eight episodes. Meanwhile, this shit is 11. I know y'all fucking lying. 13. Correction, 13. I know y'all fucking lying. And I I saw some of the first reunion pictures coming and yeah, okay. Um, This is episode... mm -hmm. Episode 11, <laughs> all bets are off. First things first. Um, We open to Mary having a convo with Rob the Blob. And <laughs> he's talking about selling one of their outdated homes in Florida. Let me tell you, it finally took episode 11 for me to figure out. Mary is the old bitch who thinks she fashionable, but everything be outdated. Everything outdated. When you look at her house, outdated. It's gaudy. It's giving you drug dealer in the 70s realness. Her fashion, (laughs) gaudy, tacky, outdated. Giving you vixen from Scarface. It's giving Uh, you soprano. Yeah, it's really outdated. It's really old. And I wouldn't be surprised if them houses on their way into foreclosure, which why he want to hurry up and try to sell them. Um... Cause who Whitney the fuck and, is who the fuck is like be, staying there? Who like, the who, fuck want to buy an old ass house in Florida that needs to be basically completely renovated? Like you trying to sell me this guy? You trying to sell me this goddamn plantation ass house? Don't <laughs> try to tell. Don't try to sell me Scarface house. Leave me alone. Um, Whitney and her siblings have dinner with their dad, and good for them. Um, but that hair, it looked like it, it'll break if he whip his head back and forth. Um, <laughs> like, okay, y'all yeah. getting him some help. Get him a stylist because he looks fucking terrible. He do. But good, but good for them. This is the first time they had been together in the same space in 10 years. And the siblings all agreed to go to family therapy with the dad. So that's nice. Yeah. M- moving on. Because, I, I mean, I think it's a cool storyline, but it's not one I really care about. It's just always good for Whitney, good for Whitney's dad. It's always where I end up with that. Um, I agree with that. I just want to know how we just seen you two motherfuckers last episode having a blowout of blowouts, yet Jen and Sharif are trying to hook 
Heather up with one of Sharif's best friends. Y'all whole fucking marriage is in shambles. Who is y'all to play fucking matchmaker? <laughs> Who the fuck is y'all? Why didn't y'all sit there and ask yourselves, who are me to try to hook somebody up and we are barely married right now? Not barely married. Because we talk about this motherfucker who pulled a Ralph who was gone for three days after his wife showed her ass at Top Golf, which granted that's enough to make you want to leave home for three days. I was about to say, I can't really talk to him that. But, I ain't gonna hold you. But nigga, nigga, top, top golf is nice, nigga. The fuck? <laughs> but it's like y'all don't need to hook nobody up with nobody. Y'all need to hook yourselves up with some marriage counseling. That is that? true. That is true. However. Heather desperate enough where I wasn't even mad to be honest. Well, that's just it. She, she, listen, she finally showed some self awareness because there was literally no chemistry between her and Sharif's best friend. And Heather didn't try to force it. She was like, okay. And that yeah. was that, like, this is the first time, like, in what 13 episodes that Heather done had health self awareness. Like, you know what, maybe Heather was like, yeah, this not for me. Um, all right, well, thank you. Dessert was delicious. I'm gonna get on home. Everybody, mm-hmm. take care. Good night. <laughs> um, I was surprised. I will say a, that was like the first time in that was the first episodes. time she didn't seem impressed. That and also that was the first time in 13 episodes where she didn't look completely terrible. Chinny. D- yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She yeah, she, she took she took the chin in. She yeah, she put her chin in her in her stomach or some shit. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She had she a, tucked she, her chin had, in her leg. She had a chin and she had a chin and roll. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. God, that's a, I thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. I you know, friend, I'm surprised they chose such a cheesy place to go for their first girls trip, like Vegas, Vegas. <laughs> Like you friend, know, what? I'm not trying to be funny, but friend, we can all afford to go to Vegas. Like nigga, whenever they had these trips, they usually go to like Greece, Venezuela, Italy. Like they go, they when the girls travel, the girls travel. They went to Vegas. Yeah, they went to Vegas, friend. And the, the thing about the girls' trips, even even this girls' trip that's coming up with Atlanta, I, I think it's dry. And they had no business doing it because they couldn't really go where they wanted to go in the pandemic. So. You should have just stayed home. But I was like, and this was pre-pandemic because they didn't have a mask or anything. I was like, Vegas? Vegas. Okay. Uh, mm, um, Vegas? And Lisa is still complaining to Meredith that Whitney didn't apologize for the Top Golf fiasco. And I don't like Lisa, but I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. She deserved an apology. She deserved an apology. So, because that was stupid of Whitney. Yeah, it, it's still stupid. Um. So, listen. I just want to know why have we seen more of Brooks than we saw of Mary this season? <laughs> like, is that not a valid question? <laughs> No, that is absolutely a valid question. That is absolutely have... valid. But it goes to show, like, what, you know, our good sis Brooke said. Like, uh, Mary was originally intended to just be a friend of the show. 
and then they bumped her up to cast member for God knows why. But nigga, and that's again, like I said last week, all this ruckus of between all, all the drama has been centered around Mary and Jen. And she not even on a motherfucking show more than 30 to 45 seconds at a time. Exactly. Exactly. This woman has lived in Jen's head rent free the whole season. And everybody else's. I'm going to be honest. Mary probably got more checks than she was supposed to get because she was living in everybody's head rent free. Now, I do wonder, like, I wonder what, like, the breakdown, we probably have to ask Brooke, I wonder what the breakdown is in pay between the girls. Me too. I, I surely do. Just like, um, you know what, fuck it. Let's just guess. Who you think is getting paid the most? Meredith and Lisa. I see. We 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 hear friend. I agree. But I that's just because Meredith and Lisa are about their money. I think Heather takes less pay just so she could follow behind Jen. Um, I think Jen is next in line, and then the rest of them. I, you know what? This might shock you. I think Whitney getting paid the least. The least. Me too. Okay. Me oh, too. Well, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, she getting paid the least. Um. Whitney calls Lisa, who doesn't answer, but she does call Meredith instead and let everybody know she'll be at the hotel. That's my kind of petty. Yes. Don't call if you have yeah. not apologized to me after you have done some petty bullshit to me that was unnecessary and uncovered, don't call my phone. Yeah. Don't call my phone before you before you can apologize. Exactly. And again, I still maintain neither Meredith nor Lisa said that shit to Mary. And we have yet to get Nan single receipt to prove that is what was said in a conversation. We have maintained so, that. The, like the best we'll give you, and we said this last week and we said the week before, the best we'll give you is they may have mentioned, you know, Jen's behavior, because I mean her behavior is her behavior, but they damn sure didn't say we're gonna see it in this episode. Yeah, but they damn sure didn't say what Mary said they said. And the fact that Again, the fact that Whitney and Lisa took that shit and ran with it and made all oh, this... Heather. Oh, Heather, my bad. Yeah. Thank you, friend. The fact that Whitney and Heather ran with that shit and caused all this goddamn ruckus and the fact that Whitney don't want to stand in and apologize, girl, you need your damn face left because that was stupid. And uncalled for. And uncalled for than a motherfucker. Uncalled for as fuck, which I was just trying to help. I was just I wanted everybody to be real. Well, you well, you you accomplished that because that was real stupid. Mm-hmm. And you got and everybody else is real stupid because of your ass, Whitney. And speaking of stupid, we know that the big daddy and Heather shit didn't go well because Jen planned a shopping trip for her and Heather in Vegas. And that tells you all you needed to know about that. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. I will say, everything about Lisa is obnoxious to me. And friend, <laughs> you said this um, with the whole Whitney tequila shit. Everything yeah. about her yeah. is obnoxious. Yeah. And she's talking about how much experience she has driving high-performance cars. And then Girl, she's scooting around the track like an old bitch. <laughs> It's, it's just she's just obnoxious like she just has that aroma it's just like i am that bitch bow down it's like uh, let's relax beloved you're not relax. really shit with that unknown vodka i, <laughs> I mean tequila whatever the fuck it is who not knows you calling who it unknown. 
We don't know who. <laughs> I can't even remember the name of the shit. Like, leave us alone with that. This shit an anomaly. <laughs> Bitch, you is not out. You not the you not the queen of Casamigos. Listen, let me tell you something. There is only one motherfucker in these housewife franchises that can call themselves the Grand Dame, and that is Karen Huger. Okay. Hello. You are not that girl, Lisa. At all. But in this though, Whitney does put up, she does pull up and pull off an apology. Um, she, you know, she hears Meredith and Lisa out. She takes accountability, says sorry, and then says that you know, she'll always come to the source first and ask questions before which running off. The and, fuck you which did which why as a grown woman do you have to be told to do that? That should be the standard, not the exception. I you shouldn't have to be taught to not got to not gossip. Can, what friend, you did was intentional. This? Can I say this? Yeah. Can I say this? These past two episodes, Whitney has gone full dumb blonde trope. Yeah, absolutely. She has. Absolutely. I certainly Because like you just you said, there. why are you as a grown titty ass woman be, having to be told this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is common goddamn sense. Speaking of grown titty women with no common sense. How do you take a friend shopping and then end up having a meltdown and blaming them for some shit that they didn't do again? Jen has another meltdown, ducks all accountability and responsibility for her outlandish outbursts and behaviors publicly, tells Heather that the reason she's still hurt and angry is because Whitney doesn't understand that you can't bring up something and then not put closure on it and then goes on a tirade about Heather is covering for Whitney and is this who you choosing our friendship over and you better be ready to go to war about it because I go to war about my family. Man, why is everything so goddamn dramatic with you? <laughs> Jen threatening Heather about Whitney and it was just fucking weird because here's the thing. For you to be such a square face poorly plastic surgery receiving backstabbing ass bitch you surely hate motherfuckers the possibility the thought because nobody really dragged you through the mud like they should have let me say that let me say that Meredith is a better bitch than I ever could have been because I would have made sure to circle back to like listen if I was married if I would have listen I would have been if I was married, I've been like, now nah, now Whitney dead ass wrong. But what was that thing she was saying about you talking about my marriage? I would have circled back to circled that. back to that. I would have made your life then a miserable fucking hell. So for you to loathe the idea of people talking shit about you behind your back, you are a backstabbing bitch who throw it and can't catch it. Yeah. All of this threatening, and is this who you choosing for? Girl, shut the fuck up. Like, why is everything so dramatic with you? Like, everybody, like, everybody, like, is this who you choose? Is she like, she thinks she fucking uh, Killmonger. Is this your queen? Like, girl, I if just, you don't I, shut how the fuck you up, cause... all these antidepressive and meds and this, and you just are still a fucking a nightmare. Fucking goofy. You're a fucking nightmare. Those meds are not working. So I might At agree all. with Sharif. You don't need to take them because you ain't no more. You are no more clear thinking 
while on those fucking meds. You just a guy. You are still an terror. emotional wreck. You're an emotional terrorist terrorizing everybody around you, but don't understand why nobody wants to be around you for real, for real. Exactly. Like again, like the thing where Mary fucked up is that she put sauce on what them girls said because she don't like you because y'all two peas in the same in the y'all two sides of the same weird. The only difference is Mary is not as like burst like burstful as you. But y'all the same type of bitch. Y'all yeah. the same. It's just one of y'all is more volatile than the other. Yeah. But the body language of the girls damn sure does suggest like they tired of your shit. They just didn't say what the fuck Mary said they said. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just choose not to be around you. Yeah. That's it. It's like you a fucking mess. And you a mess that don't take no accountability but want everybody else to take accountability. And that's not how this shit work. Hello. Which, again, is why you and Mary are the same, because Mary do the same shit. But, like, the call is coming from inside the house. Pick up the phone, stupid bitch. Like, get some minutes. God damn. Ain't it free nights and weekends? Well, I think she bankrupt, so, I mean, that's not it. She what happens when you don't pay your bill and they, they close your goddamn account. Yeah, basically. Um, that's it. It's supposed to be a super big blow up this week coming up, like the big blow up. Well, and, so when um, is the season finale? Not next week, the week after. Okay. Um, well, hold on. So we gonna 13. get fifteen episodes of this shit? I think so. Not counting. I asked, I asked Brooke, and she said thirteen episodes, and I don't think that's counting the reunion. Um, mm. but at the rate we going, I'm like kind of at my wits end with Atlanta, so. You know, I'll keep I will keep y'all posted because they okay, playing okay. in our face with this dry ass season. Yeah. Um sure. like the thing is, as as annoyed and honestly exhausted as I am with Salt Lake City, I do slightly enjoy it more than Atlanta because Atlanta it's really- room for growth. This the first season. We get nothing on season 13 of Real Housewives to Atlanta. You know what, like I'll be I'll be I'll be honest. I truly believe that they did not have to release this season until they could straighten everything out and film at a safer time. You know what? Because it's just, it's not, it's not interesting. This is not giving. No, it's not giving anything. We are stuck with this dry storyline with this wedding, Kenya with this divorce, but we haven't heard shit about the divorce since. Ralph and Drew, they marital problems, but we've only seen them a couple episodes. So they really have not really, they haven't really did a deep dive into Ralph and Drew. We just got some surface shit. Um, there's nothing going on with Candy. There's really nothing going on with Portia. We got the activism shit for episode one and the little surprise party, but there's truly nothing going on in these episodes right now. Um, and, and it's a waste of time. Definitely nothing that I give a shit about for real. Yeah, it's a waste of time, and I don't like it. So. You know, I'm getting to my. But I agree with you. At least with Salt Lake City, there's room for growth, nigga. Atlanta, y'all are on season third, goddamn team. Mm -hmm. But we ain't gonna dwell on that, friend, because we about to move on to Ready to Love, Last Resort, season three, episode twelve, the reunion part two. There's some holes in this house, (laughs) my bad. First of all, I I need to get this off my chest. Enjoyed it, and we said it last week, but. What is the end game of this show when none of the couples who made it to the end or none of the couples who had this chemistry are dating? 
um, Jay and Joy are not together. And not only that, they kept giving these weird-ass jaded answers when asked, oh, we having a friendship, oh, it's a situationship, um, we working it out, we figure, y'all, so y'all not together. Just say that. And leave us alone. Um, I, you know, I know that there's no guarantee that the couples will end up together, but not one? Child, okay, whatever. Um, we see some people that we hadn't seen until since the early episode. I forgot like, these niggas was even a part of the show. Yeah, Danny was eliminated the first day for giving homegirl vibes. And friend, I'm gonna be honest, I think she was just eliminated because they wasn't attracted to her. I agree. Um everybody, a lot of the women was cool with the guys that they wasn't feeling romantically. Um and I'm not saying Danny ugly, but I think it was her looks more than anything. I agree. Uh, they wanted a certain type, and it was not her. It was not her. But this was the kicker. They had us thinking Sam had was socially awkward. He just wasn't a good communicator. He just, you know, you know, had he was nervous. He was shy. That motherfucker wasn't none of it. He had a whole baby on the way while he was on this goddamn show. <laughs> this nigga talking about I had shit on my mind because I was about to have three kids and three baby mamas. Like, first of all, let's let's park it there and just unpack that. Let's unpack that, shall we, friend? Nigga, you <laughs> you had three chillings. And three baby bubbles all the way while on this show, a dating show about ready to love, nigga. You needed to be ready for some job support. That's what the fuck you needed. To be. You see, uh, Tommy told his ass, "You need to get your shit together." Like, because you, like, you got three kids out here who don't have no father in the home. Like, sir, like. I was did you get it? I mean, I would assume and hope that you got a check from the show, but sir, you need more than checks from ready to love, nigga. You need to be ready for court. <laughs> like I um where's like, the priorities? Listen, you need to be ready for priorities, sir. That's what you need to be something. I God actually damn. like I like Tommy as a host. Um I like him here damn show more than I did on Steve Harvey Morning Show when I was listening to it. Yeah, I I like him as a host. I don't have no complaints about that. Um, <laughs> so we see Shay and she had, she said she had no romantic chemistry with the men in the house. It wasn't that, it was that you was too busy being messy to get to, get to know the men. You was too busy trying True. to keep up shit that wasn't really worth keeping up. Let, let, let's talk about it. Like it wasn't it wasn't that you couldn't feel the vibes, it was just that your vibes was for miss. And then you gonna turn around and date the one nigga in the house who got more kids than Sam, Raymond, 52-year-old ass with five kids. Girl. The girls love dating a man with kids, don't they? While acting like they don't. Yeah, because I cause I mean, <laughs> no shade, but shade, but y'all be lying. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I'll be lying. But anyway, <laughs> continue. Moving on. <laughs> Naya is batshit crazy. Still, 
still fashion crazy. <laughs> still fashion was crazy. was not that fine to be carrying on like that on the reunion. I, you know, I wasn't gonna say it. Was but, a weirdo, you, know. you a grown ass woman lying about having a man because you was mad that you got cut from a dating show. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of weirdo behavior. You know, it's a possibility that you don't make it to the end. It's a it's a show. It's a game. It's a dating show. It's a game. It's a dating show. And the the the, the participants decided that you were not ready for love because you was not, and you got mad and you tried to stunt. But again, as we said, if you already had a man, why the fuck was you here? Talking about, I just said it because I was mad. Child, shut up! But Girl, I do want somebody say, else's face. Don't play it all. KG Smooth, you probably a nice guy, but you need to quit talking like you going through menopause. <laughs> uh, you are so annoying. I'm just saying, when it's time, <laughs> love gonna come find me. My heart will be open. I'll be ready for the one. Like, that like nigga, I get it. You know I it, get it. But you, you just. Sound like an old bitch who done been through mad divorces. He talking. He talking 90s R and B interludes. He definitely do. When the love comes, I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. I'll let it find me. Come <laughs> find me, love bug. I'm here. You are My so heart is open. Annoying. I'm ready for joy. Like, come on, fam. Just sunshine and rain is all that I see on my window. Man, man up a little bit. You just a little soft. Um, Edwin and Naya tried to date, but let's be honest, he wanted joy. He wasn't studying Naya's. Exactly. He wasn't studying her. Talk about that he had to work there. on me. Nah, you was trying to get back at Joy. Exactly. You ain't gonna fuck about nigga, Naya. You, you nigga, bored. Joy went home and Jay went after her, and you turned into goddamn Carl Thomas. To oh, what honest, about me, faced ass? Now, this was the part of the reunion I was waiting for, a friend. Denise and Adriana go head to head. Denise, still batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. How they put such a weird bitch in a beautiful body? <laughs> because you sound yeah, well, about... you know, sometimes God just be making any old goddamn thing. You sound about dumb as ever claiming Adriana disrespected her. They couldn't find one clip as evidence that that girl disrespected you. Mm-hmm. You was just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, we need to be honest about that. Girl, you're crazy. Which, that's the other part. We <laughs> we also finally get to Calfani, Adriana, Denise, and Rashid. And Denise managed to make herself look foolish again, talking about she was never jealous of Adriana and Calfani day in. She was always confident and secure. What did Adriana have that she should be jealous of? And all this other bullshit. She knew well, it was a dating well, show. But baby, the footage say something completely was, different. Like, girl, this man, like, you do realize we you do realize we saw you, right? And you do realize we had the footage. Nothing about how the way you move was signified confidence as a grown titty ass woman. You move like uh, girl we watched you unravel we watched this man have to come to your room and say hey this weird jealous shit you doing i ain't with that i don't like that don't do that stop that chill and you still kept it going then you got weirder (laughs) and played yourself even more i'm gonna say this and this is gonna be very vulgar and very uh (laughs) Very, very out there, but I'm gonna say it anyway. 
Ma'am, you moved like a little pussy-ass woman. You did not move like you had that walk. No, you didn't. You didn't have no big pussy energy. You did you not have big you pussy didn't energy. Have, you didn't have gorilla grip energy. You had little clear energy. That's what you had. Mm-mm. You had hot dog down the hallway energy. Yes. You didn't... <laughs> you had big left on red energy you did not you was not uh sylvia with the slippy drippy <laughs> you didn't have slippy drippy energy no you did not you had you had you had dry mouth that's what you had you had sahara desert energy and yeah. you played yourself um you did not have that got three thousand we hate that for you prayers down um <laughs> Gawk down. Then, <laughs> then we talked to Adriana and she said she felt like felt like Rashid gave up and didn't want to chase her. And this is how you know Rashid the girl. First of all, so I, in my little TV groups and shit on Facebook or whatever, they was talking about Rashid's skin and I noticed it. He had an allergic reaction to some medications before the reunion and they did my man in. Um, and mm. I knew... It had to be something because his skin didn't look shit like that on the show. No, it did not. Um, but an allergic reaction to get you out here down bad. Yeah. Let me tell you what. It will. Um, I'm allergic to cats. And it, it's, I'm allergic it's to cats. And, and if you if I sit on your couch and there's some cat hair on your couch and it touched me, I'm going to have be, to go to the emergency room because I'm going to break out in hives. Listen, I'm them, alle- them, them allergies, they hit different. They hit different. They hit you <laughs> different. Also, I tried the only person who I like to make fun of for having bad acne is Kenya Moore. True. And you know, it's fuck that bitch. But Rashid says, like the grown ass man he is, he said, Yeah, you correct. I did give up because I love courting you, but I was not going to chase you. There needed to be reciprocity. And this is how you know the difference. This is how you know Adriana got a little clear energy too. And True. her and Denise was one in the same because we said this as the show was coming to an end. She was down bad for not being honest with Rashid. Yeah. Um. Because we thing saw is, the girl, difference in they nigga right there. You had him right there. Like, let me hold on. Let me let me sit up for this because because <clears throat> we talk all the time about being clear. And being honest with your intentions while dating. Now, it was one thing when it was like 10, 12 people. But nigga, them final weeks, it was like four, six of you motherfuckers left. Nigga, Rashid was like, look, we done had the one of, if not the strongest chemistry on this show. It's getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, with it. Like, I'd like, like, let's go. Yeah, and you fumbled the bag, Adri- Adriana. Like, why? Why the? F- I'm gonna I'm no. go ahead and say it. I'm gonna go. Hold on, let me say this. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Why would I chase you when I? Why would I chase you when I? When our chemistry already suggested I have you. The other part is, why would I chase you, and you don't respond to me like you respond to that nigga? You talking about Calfani made you feel like a girl in high school. And all this other shit. You never responded like that. I'm going to tell you why. Calfani seemed exciting. And women, is, she even said at the end of the show, she need to figure out what she's doing wrong to keep ending up in those situations. 
you thought Rashid was safe versus him just being a good man. Mm. It's a difference between somebody being a safe bet and somebody actually being a good man, a good person and good for you. Same thing with women. A lot of men like the woman they feel like is going to provide a challenge. Calfani wasn't challenging. You know why Calfani embraced you, Adriana? Because you were chasing him. You were chasing him and you wanted Rashid to chase you. And if we was to be honest, when Denise stopped chasing Calfani and just wanted to beat up Adriana, he ain't like that. He like he wanted to be pursued on that damn show. He only latched on to women that was actively running after him. He didn't do no chasing on the show. He didn't go after Adriana. He didn't go after Denise. Right. You peeped that? You, you know, no, he wasn't courting. He wasn't courting. Yeah, he wasn't courting. He wasn't chasing. He wasn't doing nothing. He stuck to the women that was coming after him. Yeah. And Rashid, see, it's when it's when it's mutual, it's courting. When it's one-sided, it's chasing. It's chasing. And that's what Cal Finer was doing. And Adriana wanted Adriana wanted wanted um wanted Rashid to chase her while she was chasing another nigga. And I'm sorry, but girl, fuck you. Pretty much. Especially out of especially after I done done the work to court you properly. Yeah, I've I've had, but we said this, friend. We didn't see one in-depth conversation between Adriana and Calfani the whole season. We saw Rashid laying his intentions on the table with Adriana. Yeah. Intentions was clear. And again. Excuse me. On like a like breaking it down, I can understand if they necessarily didn't mesh because again, Rashid is older, he has children, Adriana is younger, she doesn't know if she, you know, re- is ready for that, you know, children to have children with him, or if she wants to step into that uh stepmama role. That's perfectly valid. But be honest about that. You doing this bullshit is like, well, I want you to chase me. You wasn't doing that before. You ain't had no goddamn chemistry with Kathana before. You wanted this man to chase you because you saw a pretty face after he had done the work to court you and he didn't deserve that. Yep. A nigga that properly courted you and we, again, we saw with our own two eyes and we got the receipts. We saw a man not only pursue you, which you mutually pursued him and courted you, which you mutually courted him and we were beginning to see the fruits of that labor. And because you saw a pretty face and wanted to chase after that, then you made the man who put in the work. You wanted to make the man who put in the work chase you. And when you chased the man who just smiled at you and then put in none of the work that the other man did. Exactly. And that is fucked up. And you need your face slapped for that because that is unfair to Rashid. Well, she ended up getting her face slapped because Calfani played all in it. Because well, that's true. We find out but after he was gonna the do show, that anyway, because that's just how he is. Calfani completely played in her face. And when they got back to Houston, he basically dumped her, got back with his ex, and she looked she looked hurt. And then gonna say she immediately thought about Rashid and if she had made the wrong decision. Yes, bitch, you made the wrong decision. <laughs> but then again, you made the right decision because you wasn't ready for no man like Rashid. You uh, proved yeah. that. And Rashid is trying to say, talk and say that that was the best decision. He said the best decision was made because after watching the show back, Adriana never reacted to him in the way she did Calfani. 
She wasn't yeah. giddy the like the girl with, in but, high but, school. You know, but then but while you know, this is going on, she's she having side convos with the nigga that played in her face. You know and why? Tommy like know? this. Tommy was like, "Hey, see, you ain't learning. That's the problem. You mm. still ain't learning. This man talking to you. This man was feeling you. This man wanted to build with you, and you focused on the nigga that played in your face." I was like, "Ooh." Mm. I mean, but he was not wrong. He was not wrong. Hey, that laugh Denise let out made me holler, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, girl, I know you fucking lying, but also well, appropriate. Yeah. It was like two bozo bitches laughing at each other. Spider-Man pointing it, at Spider-Man. Literally man. Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Well, I I enjoyed this season, and I actually will watch the next one. Charlotte should it come around? I, I hope I, they change the location. Um, I hope they move around a little bit. Yeah, because what was because this one was where was this one? This one was in Houston. The first uh two seasons was in Atlanta. I hope they maybe move to like Miami or something. I would like to if they're gonna continue this. I would like to see them go to. <gasps> friend yes they should go to chicago Ooh. Uh, okay uh <laughs> let's go to the bell collective <laughs> okay so let's let because let me because i got words let me tell you something <laughs> season one episode two wigs and waffles this show title was fitting because both was dry the wigs and the waffles. Okay. It just both both Nigga. was dry. <laughs> <laughs> I was we, for what you said. I was waiting for it to kick <laughs> in. I was waiting for it to kick in and I'll be damned. <laughs> but you're not wrong. Cause that honestly, that was because let me tell you something. As a nigga who loved waffles, let me you know what? Y'all really upset my stomach, and I don't appreciate that shit. Because as a nigga who <laughs> love to eat, and as a nigga who love waffles, not y'all upset bitch, my stomach. Y'all upset my motherfucking stomach. Cause bitch, go ahead, my, listen. <laughs> I I know we talked about Latrice and her husband and their relationship dynamic being weird, but I'm just gonna mention it every time. Because he act more like her father than her actual husband, and that's creepy to me. Mm-hmm. I don't like it at all. I don't like that. Shit, what's the what's the age difference? It's a lot of years. Yeah, I would say it's like what twenty. I think it's something like that. It's a lot of years. It's up there. But I mean, we didn't we say this last week that nigga groomed her. Correct. Um. Tamber, Tambra, Tam mm. to me, Tambourine girl, whatever your name <laughs> Did is. Did you call that woman? <laughs> <laughs> I listen. You you light skin, I get it. Miss mm-hmm. Mamas, mm-hmm. your makeup is so motherfucking awful on this show. <laughs> your makeup is bad, baby. It's so matte. You look casket sharp, baby. Mm. Mm-mm. Tiffany Tradish. 
Oh god, that makeup is bad, Tamper. <laughs> um Marie. I don't like Marie. Keep it. I already told y'all who she remind me of. I got some feedback about how I cut up for saying that. I mean, you but didn't I meant lie. it. I didn't tell no lies. But Marie sitting like at her it. desk, kicked her feet up with them Louboutins on that. She ain't she ain't never walked in. Paint still intact. That was a weird. You doing a lot of flexing. We ain't seen you do your job yet, which I'm sure the cameras can't be in there on your sessions and shit. But however, however, girl, give it. You a got break. to show us something, like nigga. They at least show sessions on motherfucking Married to Medicine, Real Housewives when they in, like they show us something. And, and again, just, nothing, nothing about your behavior and how you carry yourself makes me think that you actually keep that same energy with your profession absolutely and i and that's what i had in my notes it's just the constant way you carrying on regarding latrice and his hair that shit is bothering my spirit because professionals and mental health are held to a higher standard when it comes to how they interact in and out the office it comes with Um, the job professionals don't get to lay down their profession when they off duty you know what i'm saying A, a just example a teacher a teacher don't go get don't don't get to go fuck a student just because they don't go to their school. The shit illegal. You a teacher, you will lose your licensing. Period. Correct. Lawyers don't get to go tell misinformation and bold lies and shit that could get people in legal trouble just because they ain't at the law firm right now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's shit like that. Is doctors can't give medical advice that's not correct. Just because they ain't at work at the time. You held to a higher standard and you doing a lot of carrying and fucking on about some hair that you never reached out to customer service about. Exactly. <sighs> Letitia. Like for a motherfucker with a degree, with all these degrees and this practice and all this higher intelligence, you mean you tell me you was too stupid to goddamn be like, you know what, let me reach out to customer service instead of choosing this brunch to do this shit that you still going on about, girl? I know you fucking lying. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Um, Again, I got the same questions with Letitia when it comes to Ferris Street. Will you be gentrifying it or will you be restoring it to its former glory in a, in a setting that people, all black people can utilize Ferris Street or will it become some place where people can't afford to live? People, most people can't afford to shop. Most mm-hmm. people can't afford it. Like what, what's your actual plans for it? Cause don't try to return it to its former glory just to invite white folks in. Yeah. Cause, cause again, white White, uh, oh, sorry, black faces in prominent positions does not necessarily always equal good things for black people. A lot of times they equal bad things for black people because because what? All skin folk ain't kin folk. Correct. Now, I do, I will say it was nice to learn about the the historical significance of Ferris Street. And I appreciate that little history lesson. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Dr. Antoinette looked like light-skinned Keisha, and that's not being mean. I mean, I don't think light-skinned Keisha ugly. So You know, I did not think of that, but now that you say it... It's right yes. there. They yeah. resemble. It she's is. a very pretty woman. Yeah. But she's stupid. Um, <laughs> yes, she is. Very intelligent, but she's stupid, and we're going to get to that. <laughs> I just want to insert this, and it might be random, but... 
the wigs, weaves, and hair on this show do not look good for there to be a million dollar hair business a part of the show. <laughs> We've got to you talk know, about that. You know, we got to have a conversation. We are going to start a dialogue. I we are going to start a dialogue because uh-uh, um, no, because them closures. The closures, <laughs> that lace, or lack thereof. <laughs> okay. Mm-mm. Another thing: why Tambra's hats never fit, baby? <laughs> Just me knocking at your door, Miss Mamas. Get the motherfucking wide brim fedora hats fitted with your wig in mind. She must be getting them hats from Robin. You must be getting them hats fitted when you ain't got your wig on. Put your wig on when you go get fitted for your hat. Because, baby, you is looking real crazy. Real like Elmer Fudd. Your, your, like, your head a medium, your wig an XL, and you got a small hat. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> it don't look right. <clears throat> it don't look good. And then we go back to Antoinette, and she crying. Um, oh well, wait. I was I was glad to see Tamber discuss um, fertility issues in women and the challenges that they present in her life. But who who whomst was about to pay you a million dollars to have a baby and why you ain't pregnant? Mm. Okay, I just want to know. A motherfucker offered me a million dollars for this wound. Guess what? <laughs> it's yours. Baby and all. I'm just screaming because I could just I could just a picture. I could just picture you and Mike having a business a business meeting about that shit. Like, listen, we got to make a pimp decision. <laughs> and we both gonna come to the same decision. Yeah. <laughs> for a million dollars. Hey, I'll okay. just picture both of y'all as like, hey, we can flip this. <laughs> Uh, for a million dollars, I certainly will carry your child and be a surrogate and, and 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 toss it like a football right over to you like a Hail Mary. Here you go. As soon as the check clear. Hey, you throw your womb like Aaron Rodgers. No, me. I'm screaming. Um, <laughs> Back to Antoinette. Why you marry a white man if you had all these concerns about having kids, biracial kids in the in the, in the South? I'm just really confused, and I I really love blaming white people for stuff, especially white men. But if that was a concern before the marriage, why was like, there a marriage? Did you forget that he was white. Like if that was a concern, and you knew this man wanted kids, why was there a marriage to begin with? Hello. Like, did Why'd you, you marry all of a sudden forget meat? that he was Caucasian? I mean, I'm pretty sure that he can't change colors. He's not a chameleon. Like, he is still a white man. Correct. And if you have, if you marry and have children with this white man, they are going to be mixed. So you having these con- these concerns, you know how you avoid that? Not marrying a white man. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. That's what I got from it, friend. I mean, it just seems like common sense to me. You would think. Um, because, because, you, because you know, 
guess guess who not gonna have them problems? Me, because I don't I don't be attracted to white women. And if and if kids is a, a toss up or a maybe, find some find a white person who kids is a toss up or a maybe for them too. Maybe even just get somebody you on the same page with. Y'all was never on the same page. This that man wanted kids. You have reservation about kids. Yeah, shouldn't have been no marriage. You need to tell us how you got from. I don't. I don't know if I want kids with a white man to actually marrying them. Like where, where was the progression in all of that? Mm. Uh, whew, still not here from Marie, and she got some really deep rooted issues. Um. It's weird, and and I and we kind of see him at Tamber's birthday party, cause Letitia gave her that pep talk, and she crying and shit. Another another therapist that's pretty fucked up. Mm. Typical. But I want to get to this, friend. Did Latrice say? Her and that old ass man walked in the party looking like J and B, and he didn't even bother to iron his goddamn shirt. Yes, she did. Okay. You did not hear wrong. Yes, she did. Because let me tell you something. When she said it, I turned into that blinking white man because I was like, I know you fucking lying. Um. This nigga looks. (laughs) I'm gonna borrow a joke. From my dear beloved friend Curtis, that man walked in that goddamn party looking like when you unroll a goddamn air mattress. <laughs> I just um, because like I'm like, and did she keep, Jay was it, was, Am I tripping or did she keep introducing the man as daddy, like not not his actual first name? He, she did. Okay. Oh. Listen, that's, I'm, I'm not sorry. That shit is weird. It's very weird. First like, of listen, all, if that's if your you... thing in the bedroom, that's cool. Cause I mean, I'll be Again. telling a lie if I didn't hear that myself in the bedroom sometimes. But <clears throat> that's in the bedroom. To that's me, in the bedroom. Casually introducing your husband to women that you don't even know that well as daddy is very fucking weird. Like nigga, and you just I'm not holding you just no had, punches you just had brunch that. and you'd be like, Yeah, this daddy girl, what? <laughs> And not only that, it was really annoying how he was in women's business the whole time. Like, why is you in this catty bullshit? Because you a catty ass old nigga, that's why. Them usually be the most catty ones. Now, I enjoyed that bit of back and forth between Antoinette and Letitia. Um, Because Antoinette questioned Marie's lack of professionalism and Letitia got mad talking about what we not gonna do is drag Marie girl fuck you and Marie where was that energy when Marie was uh, berating Latrice over an issue she never heard about until that day Mm. where was that energy then where was that accountability then why you didn't pull your friend to the side and say hey look this not the time or the place don't disrespect what I'm doing handle that outside of here that girl got customer service hours (laughs) <laughs> my office hours are from nine to five it was weird friend and i appreciated antoinette being like oh so she a professional who can act professional mm. a fashion show with no fashions 
speaking of no fashions, Marie showed up at Tambor party in that ill-fitting outfit. She did. She tacking in the motherfucker, ain't she? You could tell the shit was not uh, tailored for her because of the way her meat was hanging out the side of the little bra part. <laughs> now, for you to be a million dollar bitch, you sure was dressed in Fashion Nova. Mm. Okay. Miss Mamas, you had on Boohoo and you didn't get it tailored to you. Ooh. Like, what is you doing? That shit was looking boo boo. <laughs> You the fool, fool. Okay. Like, Goddamn. What do I always say? If you're going to fuck around, fuck around expeditiously. Yeah, she did. That shit expedited to your size because, Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. <laughs> and I want to, I, I want to, because this to close out. Uh, Tamber make, Tamber. Girl, what did you need a police escort for? It showed up looking tacky and that hair looking a hot, funky fucking mess. How you was the wor- how you was one of the worst dressed bitches at your own birthday party? <laughs> like, ain't your birthday part party supposed to be for you? Like, you supposed to you supposed to be the queen, not the jester. Yeah, you looked a fucking mess. Um, but Letitia, you had a lot to say about Antoinette wig while you were sitting up there with that poodle fur on your goddamn head and that headband. She was under looking like Pam Oliver. That wasn't fetch. You gonna pull Antoinette wig down, baby. I hated to see what was under that headband. And again, I just have to beg the question. How is there a hair company <laughs> on this show? <laughs> and don't nobody have me looking good. <laughs> I just want to know. Cause I mean, let's. I mean, you know, listen. I, you know, I'm a man. I'm a cishet man, and you know, I do stay out of women's business. But nigga, I also have eyes. <laughs> like, I also have eyes, and they work. <laughs> Cause goddamn, <laughs> like nigga, it is a hair company. Literally, one of the girls on this show got a hair company. Oh no, nobody hair look good on this motherfucker. I'm just saying, like nigga. <laughs> I'm just saying, like nigga. If I'm on a show and niggas is drinking and I own a liquor company, y'all ain't gonna be drinking no damn mid. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, uh, the rest of the season gonna be good. Next episode gonna be good. I guess we gonna start to see Maria unravel because the therapist having problems in her own home her son punching holes in the wall and shit because she told him he need to be responsible for his own goddamn kids and get out her house and shit so we gonna see why she's so miserable and bitter we fin we fixing the see yeah, yeah i'm looking i mean it gotta to be it. something because i ain't no way in the hell you a doctor but you that damn trash as a person like some the call is coming from inside the house absolutely so yeah, that was it, friend. That was it. Indeed. Um, Enjoyed the it. shows. Yeah. 
Um, that was it for the shows, and that's it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, not only about this show, but also about the Fla- uh, Flawless Noises Network as a whole. Uh, we got some great things over here. Bl- great hashtag Black content. Um, fuck with our Patreon. Um, fuck with us. Um, leave a review. Leave a rating. Um, let niggas know that we the shit because we are. Uh, Correct. That's all I got, friend. You got anything? No, you close it out perfectly. We will see y'all back next week. Peace, Peace niggas. <laughs>